You're listening to KMIH Mercer Island, 88 and the Bridge. Welcome in. Wait a minute. baseball, hockey, and soccer knowledge you could ever need. This is The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. Yes, that's us. Welcome in to The Water Break, 88.9 The Bridge's best late night and morning talk show. Now, The Water Break are live this morning because uh, we're having some clock issues at the station, and that leads to us going on in some weird places. But right now, our phone line is open for this show our number is 206-275-9104 if you've got opinions you'd like heard on the radio. But for now, we're just going to get into it. The Water Break is the best sports show on 88.9 The Bridge, and we start off every episode by doing a four in four. That's news of four sports in four minutes. And Will, would you like to get us started with hockey? Yes, sir. So hockey's going great. The Seattle Kraken training camp just began yesterday, uh, so that's underway. It's really exciting to see some of the pictures coming out of that. Uh, my biggest concern for this team is really just becoming a team and learning systems uh, because a lot of these other guys have been playing together for a while. They know what's up. And not that the guys on the Kraken are new to the league, but they certainly have a younger core as well as a completely, like, a fully diverse play from team from all the teams across the country. So it's going to be really weird to see how that works out. Um, but I think our team's not going to be that bad. A lot of people are uh, poo-pooing it right now if you say that, but I think they got a good chance to do something here. So yeah, that's about it for hockey. Offseason's pretty quiet. Most teams are really just going into training camp right now, finalizing their rosters for the opening games, which will come in a couple weeks now, actually. So I'm super excited for that, but uh, we'll go on to Creed for soccer. Yeah, so in soccer, we have quite a few things coming up. In October, we're going to have a lot of the CONCACAF uh, World Cup Preparation games, uh, USA is in the top eight with along with Canada, Mexico, and some other countries uh, in the Americas. And so that's going to be really fun coming up uh, in October. And then in local news, the Seattle Sounders lost in the finals of the League's Cup against Leon. Three to two, they were, uh, Sounders went ahead, scored the first goal, Christian rolled on, then lost three, then came back in the 92nd minute to score a second goal, but couldn't pull through to the end. Uh, and then this weekend, we have quite a few games in the MLS. We have the Sounders against Sporting Kansas City. Those are the top two teams in the Western Conference playing each other. So that's going to be a really great game. And that's going to be Sunday at 4 p.m. And then we also have Austin, LA Galaxy, Minnesota, and Houston Dynamo. And then in the English Premier League, we have match day 6 of 38 coming up. To start it off tomorrow, 4.30 a.m., we have Chelsea versus Manchester City. 
Chelsea's number one in the league right now, Manchester City's fifth, so Manchester City's going to be wanting to try to pull through, get ahead, and make sure Chelsea drops down, especially after their Champions League loss to Chelsea. And then one interesting thing I've been looking at, in the last 27 games, so since September 14th, in the MLS, there have been 10 red cards in 27 games. And when you look at all these other leagues around the world, like the English Premier League, they've had a total of seven red cards in 50 games. And so it's a pretty interesting difference about how the American game is uh, can be a lot more aggressive in certain ways. So, yeah, and then on to you for baseball, McLean. Yeah, yeah, okay. In baseball, the Seattle Mariners have heated up recently. They were able to take four games of a four-game set with the Athletics. This is the Mariners' first four-game sweep since 2018. This could signify an end to the rebuild. They also in the last week, have won two more games behind Chris Flexen, which has put him up the list as a priority free agent for the Mariners, and they clinched an above 500 record. They're still two games out of the wild card spot as of right now. They play again tonight before uh, and the rest of this weekend before returning to T-Mobile Park for a final homestand. But after being, you know, labeled dead in the water by a lot of people after dropping a series to Boston... The Mariners, it's going to take a lot of luck, but they're not completely dead yet for a playoff spot in the American League. They're going to have to keep winning a lot of games, and the pitching staff is going to have to keep punching above its weight class as it has all season. But the Mariners are not dead. Also around the league, my St. Louis Cardinals are on an insane hot streak. Winners of 12 straight behind a rejuvenated rotation consisting mostly of old guys and really, really old guys. Uh, Jake Woodford is the only really young blood in the in the Cardinals rotation. He started the season as a guy in mop-up relief duty. You know, the 26th guy on a 26-man roster. What the Cardinals have been able to do has been amazing. They were able to really turn their fortunes around. They were supposed to have a less than 5% chance to make the playoffs uh, before this hot stretch started. But series sweeps against... The Padres and Brewers, as well as some wins over some pretty bad teams like the Pirates, have given them more than a 90% chance to make the dance. Now, because of the wildcard formats, they'll probably get a one-game playoff with either the Giants or Dodgers. Um, But it's looking pretty likely that St. Louis uh, just needs to keep sort of winning games to uh, get that second wildcard spot. They're in the driver's seat for a path to the playoffs, which is a situation they haven't been in all season. Roll cars, roll. All right, now over to Will for some football. Yeah, we probably had one of the best weeks in football we're going to see for a while. The amount of close games between really good teams was just off the hook. Uh, In particular, I know you guys saw that Ravens-Chiefs game. That was insane. The fact that Lamar played so badly, I think he had like 150 yards, two interceptions going into the second half, and he came out of the game with a win and the game-winning touchdown on a run. So he played amazing in that second half. He ended up getting me like 32 fantasy points, I think, um, despite his horrible performance in the first, which is pretty crazy to see him turn it around like that. And that's honestly the kind of guy you want leading your team is someone that can make the change like that. And no matter how badly they've played in the rest of the game, complete, completely forget about that, turn it around, and play like that. It's crazy. Um, the Panthers and the Texans played Thursday night. That was a pretty exciting game. The Panthers have looked really solid, actually. I know they've had some pretty easy matchups. Um, but Sam Darnold is actually starting to look like a quarterback. 
And the rest of their team's not looking too bad either. Uh, the Christian McCaffrey injury is going to be certainly concerning for a lot of fantasy owners. I don't think he's going to be out for as long as he was last year, and hopefully he'll bounce back. Uh, but you never really know with those kind of things, especially at the running back position. Injuries can be horrible. They can really end your season. Uh, but I wish all the best for McCaffrey. Hopefully he'll get back to it. And then there was the Seahawks-Titans game. So I think we should all talk about that one because that was... We're going to talk about the next Seahawks tough. game soon. But there is, there yeah. is a good one next week. Oh, there's the a Seahawks great one Titans coming up. game, that was so sad. I thought we had that in the bag. Um, and we just couldn't come through uh, in yeah, typical injuries. Seahawks fashion. Let's talk injuries, as is custom for the Seattle Seahawks. The top draft picks, the high draft choices are all hurt. Rashad Penny is uh, looking banged up. Brandon Shell, who's been very good at the right tackle position, has missed practice all week. And uh, things are not looking great for Penny Hart either, as well as D. Eskridge, the Seahawks' first pick at receiver, was taken in the second round. It's looking... Uh, it's looking not good for a lot of those, you know, former first-round picks. Uh, but it looks like there's good news. It looks like Jamarco Jones is going to be getting the start at tackle for uh, Sunday's Vikings game. And it also looks like, uh, even with uh, Freddie Swain, Penny Hart, both out, it looks like the receiver position is, you know, as top-heavy as always with Lockett Metcalf. But... You know, there's some nice names down the depth chart that should uh, thrive with extended action. And then another thing with injuries coming up in this next game, uh, D. Eskridge has just been ruled out, and then Brian Moan and Brandon Shell are Brian game time. Monet. Brian Monet are game time decisions for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so thank you, Creed, for the official designations. Uh, unfortunately, without Eskridge, the Seahawks' offense is. Uh, Again, this really feels like complaining about losing a third Ferrari in your garage. <laughs> but uh, with Lockett and Metcalf, the receiver position was always going to be top-heavy. It's just now the depth at the receiver position is going to really get tested. Freddie Swain, Penny Hart, both game-time decisions. Penny Hart did not play last week. Freddie Swain did, turned in a nice five-catch, 90-yard outing. It'll be nice to see what we have in Freddie Swain in some extended action. Now, uh, the water break is going to take a quick recess, and we will be back soon with some trivia games. Maybe some more stuff, too. Stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome back into the water break, the best sports show on 88.9 The Bridge. I'm McLean, got Will and Creed in the booth with me, and this segment, we're going to do one of my favorite parts of recording this show. We're going to play some knowledge games. Will, what are we playing this week? We're playing Water Break Trivia, uh, so I'm really excited. I won last week, which means I get to host. Uh, the rules are pretty simple. We're going to go first to three questions right. Uh, I'll ask trivia questions. They will answer by saying their name and then their answer for the question. One right question is one point. You, there is no penalty for guessing. And yeah, that's pretty much all there is to it. There is so a penalty for guessing. It means your opponent gets to steal. Well, your you... opponent gets to steal, but there's no, like, you don't... And there's points. the public humiliation there's... if you get it wrong. And there's humiliation. the public humiliation if you get it so, wrong. So there's no, like, point-wise... Yeah, in... so... No. So Will won... That's what I meant. Will won <laughs> at the higher-lower game uh, last week. Will won by knowing a lot about uh, Seattle baseball history. I wonder who will win at trivia this week. Should we get started? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a lot of... Ooh. 
That was fancy. I have a lot of uh, Viking Seahawks questions here. Let's a lot get of them it. are uh, Vikings heavy, actually, but we'll get into some of these. Oh, no. So let's start off somewhat easy. We're, this is going to be a closer to question. Uh, what is the Viking Seahawks all time record? McLean. Yeah, what is gonna it? Gonna say uh, all time. Gonna say Seattle is 25 and 20 against the Vikings. Okay, and Creed, what is yours? Uh, I'd honest. I I think I'd go with a twenty six and eighteen Seattle. Interesting. I don't really know how to do this because you guys are both very very far off. Oh it's yeah, it's thirteen <laughs> and five. Thirteen and okay. five. They have okay. not met. Oh yeah, because well, because Seattle was an AFC team yeah. for so oh, long. Yeah, forgot about that. Well, I guess <laughs> my my numbers. Closer, I guess, because well, I think they're twenty-five and twenty. I'm gonna not give that to either of you. Okay, yeah, we're, that, both, we're, we're so both wrong. We, by we a both lot. failed. Okay, here's another. Here's a Vikings history one. Creed, I really hope you get this right. Who was the Vikings kicker during all four of the Super Bowl appearances? <laughs> Who was it? No, you, you were still saying the question. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, fine. During all four of their Super Bowl appearances, all four. Um. Well, Gary Anderson was the kicker for. One of them. No, he wasn't. That he was missed. The G- mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, 1999. I just wanted season. to make that joke. I just wanted to of make that joke. I don't even know the answer. I just wanted to make a joke about Gary Anderson. Creed, who was a kicker? I am not sure, honestly. It's Fred Cox. All right, awesome. Unfortunate. All so, right. z- still nothing, nothing. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of embarrassing. I should know. Let's get into some stadiums. Who plays at Arrowhead Stadium? Uh, the Chiefs. Ooh. Oh wait, McLean. McLean? Kansas City Chiefs. You are correct. So awesome. one point to let's, McLean. Let's play, the, let's play the epic music now, now that I'm winning. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Creed, this one's mostly directed for you. Who plays at U.S. Bank Stadium? Creed. Who oh, is it? Vikings. The Vikings. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So I'm one to one. A, I'm giving you a softball here. Wow. All right. Thank while you. we're on the topic of stadiums, what is the biggest college stadium? Uh, mm. McLean. What is it? It's the Rose Bowl Stadium, isn't it? And I do not believe so. No, I'm, I'm looking for a specific college. Drat. A specific college. Uh, Creed. Clemson. It is not Clemson. Can I take another guess? Go ahead. Go for it. Uh, gonna say the Ohio State University. It is not. That's a good guess, though. Uh, Creed. Florida. Last one. No, it no. is the University of Michigan. That makes oh, sense. you guys are tied at one. Yeah, their stadium's huge. I've actually been to it uh, in person. This is kind of off topic. Such a casual it flex. Is, it is a beautiful stadium. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Let's go NFL again. What stadium has the smallest capacity oh, in McLean. the NFL? What is it? Uh, that would be the Miami Stadium, the it Dolphins. Is not Hard Rock no. Stadium? Hard Rock, yeah, I yeah, thought it was. Until very recently, it was the Chargers, uh, but now they're living there in with so the far. Rams. Yeah, yeah, with the Rams, the uh, the Whole Foods Health uh, Stadium was not. <laughs> uh, I think that was their name. Um, let's hear some guesses. Let's see. Arizona, maybe? Is not. Uh, I'll guess. I'm going to go with. Hmm. Honestly, man, we could just difficult. start naming teams and then hopefully we get one right. right. No, <laughs> so true. that's not the point. We'll go, with the Jags. Stadium? go with the no, Jags. Not the Jags. The Soldier Field of the Chicago Bears. Oh, oh go Bears. Yeah, Seriously. just, a, just a, barely over 60,000 people. Dang. Uh, all right. What two teams play at MetLife Stadium? Oh, McLean. Who is it? Giants and Jets. That is correct. Two to one. All right, let's get off the um, stadium questions. I feel like we're going to that bit. 
Let's go. Let's go with soccer here to even the score. Hopefully. Oh, come on. Wow. Uh, what country won the first World Cup? Oh. Uh, Creed, and I'm gonna go with France. It's not France. McLean gonna go with Brazil. It was not Brazil either. Those are good guesses. Creed, you probably thought I'd be biased towards France and pick a question that highlighted something by them, but I would never do that. No. <laughs> so um, true. So, so what, true. what was the answer? Uh, it was Uruguay. Uruguay. Ooh, yeah, yeah huh. they're actually pretty good. So. Yeah. All right, I got one. Coach Lester Patrick came off the bench and suited up for his team in the Stanley Cup Finals. What team or decade was this? You can get you choose one of them to guess. You get two guesses for each section, and if you get either one of them right, because it's a pretty wait. So hard you're saying question. the coach suited up to play in a football he game? Played no hockey. hockey Stanley game. Cup hockey. Finals. He was their goalie. What team was uh, this for, and what decade was it? If you get either of those right, you get the question. Uh, McLean, I'm gonna say Montreal Canadiens in the 1920s. The Montreal Canadiens is wrong. However, 1920s is correct. Nice. 1928, I believe. So that means McLean is our winner uh, for this Let's week's trivia. Let's go. Score uh, three let's to one. go. Let's go. Impressive. I didn't even need you to know, get I'm to still, my I'm LeBron still in finals the, record. Question. You know, thinking that we're going to five uh-huh. because that's what we did the last couple of years, right? So. Yeah, it's all right. Hey, I already won. So. Yeah. You know, good job, McLean. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the question. I'm gonna Will. make a speech. I'm gonna make a speech. Oh, do I'm a gonna speech. make a speech. Oh, I. No. Hey, I'm allowed. Creed, you know, when you win, I'll let you make a speech. I'd like to Thank dedicate you. this win, uh, not only to the 1920s, but also to Will for asking me a bunch of really cake questions and I appreciate letting that. me stomp all over Creed. I'd also like to thank none of us for knowing Soldier Field and none of us being able speech. to get Michigan. Um, this uh, win also goes out to uh, my mom, who I think is definitely not listening right now, but she gets a win dedication. And this win also goes out to, uh, you know, this win also goes out to Blair Walsh for missing a bunch of kicks for both the Seahawks <laughs> and Vikings, which is a perfect segue into what I want to talk about next. That was amazing. Thank you. Also, uh, hey, Creed, Creed, you know, you know what week it is? Uh, the week where the Vikings finally get a chance to beat Seattle in their home stadium. Uh, it's in Minnesota. That's what I'm saying. Oh, their home stadium referred to Minnesota. Okay, y- I got yes, it. that is how Sorry. words work. N- no, it isn't. You are <laughs> lying. You're lying. Well, I'm pretty excited for this week. I don't know. I've been waiting for this for a while. I've always wanted to see the Vikings play against Seattle in Minnesota, and so I'm pretty excited about this week. Are you flying out? Are you going to go? Well, no, I wish, but like, I'm oh. glad that the game's finally in Minnesota, because the last two years have been in Seattle, right? Yeah, so. last few years, it's been, you know, a Century Link kind of an annual game, and, but this is always one of my yeah. favorite weeks to do the water break, is when the Seahawks and Vikings play. It's, it's always a fun week to do the show. I get to remind you not only of the millions and millions of missed kicks and botched opportunities and blown chances for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, I mean, you know, the Seahawks do miss kicks, too. The it's Seahawks the only miss kicks when Blair Walsh is the kicker. I Seattle's kicking loads. <laughs> they don't have a famous miss like 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 the like the Vikings. The Vikings do. have like ten of those, so it's just known as the Vikings curse. You, yeah. We literally like in the game against Arizona, Vikings had forty seconds left. They could have gone for a couple other plays. I think that it was second down, maybe for them, and instead we waited the forty seconds and then went with the kick. Uh, 37-yard kick, and I immediately was like, oh, 
well, I, know I guess I can going. just turn the game off. And then he went wide right, and I was like, you know, another week as a Vikings fan. <laughs> yep. I like literally. I feel immune to this now at this point because it's, it's just happened so much. That's all right. That's all right. And so uh, then you guys are complaining about the Seahawks game, and I'm like, well, just get used to it. It's all right. You know, Creed, you're not better than us for rooting for a bad team, but it does make you worse than us because you are a Vikings fan. That's God. not how it works. That is exactly. <laughs> Turn his mic off. Anyway, <laughs> no. Uh, so the Seahawks and Vikings, let's actually take a look ahead at that game. Smack this Talk is, be fun. is great and all, but Creed, what do you think are some keys to the game for Minnesota? What do they have to do well in order to come up with a uh, win? Number one, our run game. Our run game is going to be super important. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he has to stay healthy. He's questionable right now with an ankle sprain injury, um, and he didn't practice Thursday. He might practice today. He actually showed up at practice Thursday, but he didn't actually practice. Yeah, he just did, showed up he, in the he hoodie, just did, right? like, you know, like mental practice, you know, yeah. getting in preparation. So Shut up if, in the hoodie, watch film. I, I know yeah, that practice. Yeah, so if he stays healthy, then that's going to be really important for us because right now Seattle defense, I think, is last in the league uh, for run. That's uh, a small sample size, though. That's it is because it's only because been of two Derek, games. And one of them was against Derrick Henry. Yeah, but it's still like, you know, Seattle run defense not hasn't really been super amazing in the past couple of years. They've had their good te- moments, but... You, you know, know uh, Seattle has also defended against the most carries in the league by a large margin. Yeah. So, like, sure, they've given up the most yards, but if we knock out Derrick Henry's 60-yard outlier, their yards per carry is actually very, you know, pretty good. They're top 10 in yards per carry if you ignore that outlier. Yeah. Anyway. But I think if, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, and then our, obviously our offense just has to function well. Our offense have, has been doing pretty well in the last couple games, but... Our defense really needs to step it up. They've been allowing, you know, 30-plus points uh, consistently, and that's something we can't keep doing. So I if, ask you if this, defense... Creed. If Dalvin Cook can't go, who's going to be toting the rock for Minnesota the most? Uh, I think... Will they go by committee, or is there a clear number two? I, I think there's a clear number two. I'm kind of blanking on his name right now. Is it still Alexander Madison? Uh, yeah, it's Madison. It's Madison. So he's awesome. really good at, you know, just pushing for yards. Whereas Dalvin Cook's more, uh, he likes to hop around a little bit. Okay, so it'll be a downhill running, uh, big pummeling running back. Yeah, most li- most likely. And then, obviously, our offense with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, that's a really good, you know, right there. And then we got a couple really good defenders now, uh, especially safeties. And um, hopefully they can play well for once and uh, stop Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Yeah, you think, uh, so the secondary... Is another key to the game, I'm hearing, shutting down Lockett Metcalf? That That is going to be the main issue with getting scored on for the Vikings. So if yeah. they can shut down those two players, it'll be a lot easier. Um, obviously, Seahawks are a really good team, and it's not like shutting down two players is going to shut down the entire team. So Vikings need to focus on getting everyone, uh, you know, having a stable defense, and then shutting down those main two players, or just rushing uh, Russell Wilson a lot and making him have to figure out where to go and maybe make him make a few mistakes. All right. And, Will, what do you think the keys to the game for Seattle are? Yeah, I mean, looking at this from Seattle's perspective, this is really our game to lose as our allotted games like this. We should not be losing to a team like the Vikings. No offense, Creed. Uh, <laughs> Full just, offense, Creed. They should, not, they should not be on our level. Uh, and I think the thing is, you know, we started out great against Tennessee. We looked like the team that we always should be, uh, that we usually do end up looking at, like, at the beginning of the season. Uh but by the time that game was into the third and fourth quarter, our, our offense could get absolutely nothing done. Our defense was folding. 
Uh, we just looked horrible in pretty much every aspect of the game, and I think the most important thing we can do is not let up our guard, and we have to carry through the entire game. Because if we don't, uh, we can let... Not that the Titans are a bad team, but we can let these bad teams come back and play with us when they clearly don't deserve to, uh, like they did in the first half of the game against Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I think I would say some keys to Seattle's game. Time of possession has been really skewed in the opponent's favor so far for Seattle. Traditionally, Pete Carroll's teams have won time of possession. Even when you look back to USC, he has fared really badly when having the ball for less than 30 minutes. Pete Carroll is a coach who needs to keep his defense fresh, rested, healthy. And against Tennessee, they were on the field for almost 40 minutes. Yeah. It was ridiculously skewed to Tennessee. Some of that was because the offense was churning out big play after big play and getting off the field very quickly in an efficiency manner. But you still can't leave your defense on the field for 35, 40 minutes and expect to come out with a win every time. Especially against a guy like Derrick Henry. Yeah. It's just it's mm-hmm. unimaginable. A guy like Derrick Henry will mull the clock away from you and just grind you until you break. And that's what happened with Tennessee. Anyways, I think against Minnesota, a key has to be using Chris Carson and as a running back and a receiver and keeping the ball inbounds to grind clock, control the game, and uh, allow Shane Waldron and his tempo-based offense to shine, you know, while keeping the defense ready and rested. I think that's a key time of possession. I think establishing a consistent running attack and being able to get off the field on third downs. Third down defense, Tennessee was able to convert more than half their third downs. That can't happen. That can't happen if you're going to be a playoff defense. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. I think Seattle should be thinking playoffs. They're an NFC West team just by association. they got to be thinking playoffs. I think those are going to be your keys to the game. Getting off the field on third downs, running the ball, and controlling the clock. Russell Wilson is always going to do Russell Wilson things. He's an amazing passer. Even if they only give him 20 attempts, he'll still probably finish with a perfect passer rating and be an invaluable part of the Seahawks team. I don't think that they need to let uh, let Russ throw it a million times to be successful. I think that Seattle can win as a ball control team. I think that Pete Carroll would do best to let them win as a ball control team. Maybe they don't score 30 points, but maybe they don't allow 30 points either. I think Seattle should slow the game down and just let Pete Carroll outcoach Mike Zimmer to a victory. And that's been another thing, too. Uh, Mike Zimmer's had some issues with uh, some of the team members. So, like, Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer have had some back-and-forth problems. And so if Mike Zimmer's having, like, a trouble time uh, with getting some of the players to actually focus or, you know, work well under his leading, then that could be another issue um, so if they do, if that does sort of happen, then yeah, we could probably go to Seattle. Yes. All right. Well, Seahawks and Vikings will be must watch television or must listen radio if you prefer seven ten a.m. Thank you guys uh, for listening to the water break. I think this is going to be it from us. This is always one of my favorite episodes to do. So I'd like to thank you guys for hanging out with me on this Friday morning live show and we're moving the show around a lot so if you guys found us uh thank you for tuning in it's been awesome we love hanging out with you guys uh continue to support the show continue to listen to 88.9 the bridge support our station stream our shows on spotify i'm not even plugging my other shows i'm just rolling keep listening on 88.9 the bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations we are out